Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. With more than 65 locations in Arkansas, there's a good chance we're in your hometown. Look us up at rcare.net. You ready? the zone coming to you live from the oaklawn hot spring studio oaklawn arkansas's only casino resort now here's justin agri and dj williams on the buzz radio network 10 Need his name up in lights. He just wants to be heard. Whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone. In spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code. It's not about the salary. It's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up. That means when he puts it down, toxic picking it up. Let's go. Who the hell is he anyway? He never really talks much. Never concerned with status, but still even in starstruck. Humble through opportunities, given despite the fact. The many misjudge him cause he makes a living from writing rats Put it together himself, got a picture connect Never asking for someone's help, but to get some respect He's only focused on what he wrote, his will is beyond reach And now it all unfolds, the skill of an artist This is 20% skill, 80% fear, be 100% clear Cause why you was ill, who would've thought he'd be the one that set the West in flames Then I heard him wreck it with the crystal method, name of the game Came back, dropped mega death, took him to church, I like bleach man Why you had this Stupidest verses, dude, is the truth. Now everybody giving them guest spots and stocks through the roof. I heard you from what that's got. This is 10% luck, 20% skill, 15%... Ellis weaves through the double team, gets to the rim, lays it in with a left hand. That was some vintage Al Ellis right there. He pulls Arkansas within four again. L with the basketball, gives it to battle between the circles. Caleb, guarded by Paul Lewis, gets a screen from Brazil, steps back, three-pointer good! Battle's got 31. He's followed a 42-point performance with 31 tonight. Davenport works on Evan Taylor at the elbow, kick out, Brazil for three, and it's good! Trevin Brazil knocks down the three-pointer. He finally gets it in. Up. Knocked away by Ellis. Stolen by Battle. Gets it to Mark at the top of the circle. Back to Caleb. Three-pointer rattles around and falls home. I ain't got much to lose. He can run the baseline. He gets it in. Mark, two seconds, one second. Mark for three at the horn. It is no good. And Vanderbilt has won the ball game. They got a good look. Mark with a three on the move, and Arkansas has lost to Vanderbilt. Vandy wins for the first time on the road in conference play. Yeah, disappointed in our defense for sure um, in both halves. Thought the game got away from us kind of in the middle section. You know, we, we did play hard down, down 15 or 16, whatever it was, and gave ourselves an opportunity to try to put the game into overtime. You know, but, but 50 points given up even though we scored 51. Defended and fouled too much. You know, give Vanderbilt credit. Uh, they played extremely hard for, for 40 minutes. So I guess there ain't no use Nothing's coming together for Joe Klein. He's very angry, but he's here in the studio today to express his disappointment in the Razorback loss last night. 85-82, the final, as Vanderbilt extends its win streak against the Razorbacks. Yikes. That ain't no good. Can't have that. Uh, Christian Weaver, Justin Akery, and Big Joe in today. DJ off again for the remainder of the week. We will have Chris Kane tomorrow hanging out with us, and Joe is here to uh, suffer through it. So... So I appreciate you being here. Would have been easy to take the day off. Uh, sorry. Should have done what DJ did. Gone to Mexico? Yeah. Yeah. That would have been nice. <laughs> um, we asked a shocker. We asked a question yesterday. Um, who's going to win by more, baseball or basketball? I picked baseball. I thought they'd win about 20 to 6. Maybe I think I said 18 to 6, 26. By the way, the run line at one of the local spoke uh, one of the local places was like four and a half. I didn't get that, but dominating performance by the baseball team. I certainly never considered Arkansas might mess around and lose to Vanderbilt, but they did. No, I mean, I, again, I, I thought 
I thought it was possible for them to lose. Sure. I mean, you uh, were cautioning us against yeah. Missouri over the weekend. I mean, I just, you know, this team, Arkansas, has just now started to show a little bit of consistency, a little bit of identity in certain areas, but uh, certainly was not chalking this one up uh, by any means, but uh, certainly thought they would win. Yeah. And they were rolling early on. It was about as good as their offense has looked all year for the first six, eight minutes. I will tell you, I missed the first minute or two because I could not turn off of the Mississippi State-Kentucky yeah, game. No, that was watched, a classic. Yeah, I watched the end What of, a great game. Yeah, that was that was, that was was a big-time fun game to watch. That's what good basketball looks like. Yeah. 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 Well, Arkansas looked good for the first six or seven minutes. That's by far, to me, the best their offense has looked. They had spacing. Passing was great. Crisp. They were making the extra pass. They were yeah. getting open looks. Oh, yeah. They were knocking out shots. Um, you know. And they did it again at the end, and they started making threes at the end of the game, which was pretty wild. But the lull defensively, and the biggest thing was when they put through that zone on them, Joe, they looked like they'd never seen a zone in their whole life. Yeah, that again, you know, it's something that I've seen throughout the years. I've coached against it, and uh, I've used it. I've uh, been on teams that used it. Uh, and sometimes when a team sees a zone or when you use a zone, teams, I mean, it's – it's incredible how it, all of a sudden they stand around, they don't cut, they don't move, uh, they don't, uh, you know, they stand around, then they end up, you know, shooting a, a wild shot with the shot clock going down. I mean, it, it's it, it's one of the things in basketball that utterly amazes me. Yeah. That how somebody throws a little hands up hairy zone at you and. It, you go brain dead. I, I don't want to overstate the case, but to me, it's almost coaching malpractice if you play man to man against Arkansas. They, I have, agree. they still have yeah. not yet had one team that had a, a, a collection of great shooters. They've got a guy here and there that have been able to hit shots, but it's never been a great shooting team. I don't know why you would ever play anything but zone against Arkansas. Yeah, or, or show it every now and then. Yeah. I mean, to play them straight, hard man to man, even Tennessee, who's man to man as they are, they. They basically played his own. They sagged off and got in the gaps and took away the pick and roll and clogged up the middle and invited them to shoot. And in the first half against Tennessee, I mean, Arkansas made five or six and scored 40 points. And, and you know, Rick Barnes was like, you know, that's fool's gold. We'll, we'll let it we'll let it ride. And, and, you know, it showed its head in the second half. I can't say that I knew a lot about Lawrence, even though I'd seen this team before. Uh, Magnon is a very talented player, so the fact that he got a, he had a big night was not shocking. But the difference maker to me in the game, we talked about it before, this show started was Lube and Joe. Yeah. 19 and 12 against this team, had a couple of blocks. And the biggest thing is he had that critical play late where they missed the free throws, yep. and he gets the offensive rebound and stick back. That was the backbreaker. That was the nail in the coffin to me. Yeah, those are fundamental basic basketball 101 plays that you got to make you know you have to make sure that if you're boxing out in that situation that you may not get it but by god you you make sure that the guy that's next to you to your right or to your left uh on that free throw line he ain't getting it Mm -hmm. and that that's the number one thing and you you know that that's just lack of execution lack of intensity Lack of uh, getting after it. The other thing is the way the game was officiated was not particularly pleasant. Yeah. Forty-three fouls, too many. There were a lot of touch mm. fouls. Uh, Moss got upset a couple of times. Yeah. I'm sure Jerry Stackhouse was not happy with a few of them too. That's not the way to officiate a game. I thought I didn't like the way they did things yeah, last I mean, night. You know, some on both teams, some guys just started driving without even having a chance to get up a good-looking shot, and you just they caught a foul, mm-hmm. caught a foul. Bail, they, there was they, a lot of bailouts, yeah. A lot of bailouts. I mean, Battle ends, got bailed out a couple yeah, times. Both sides just had no, no, uh, and it was both ways, just had no chance of doing anything, and you call it a ticky-tack, you know, hand check or something like that. I mean, or the guy's out of control and just throws his body into a guy. I mean, that, I mean, there's contact. It's being initiated by the offense. He's out of control. You don't have to call a charge. They're not going to call charges anymore. But don't call anything. Don't let you it, think we've had an over an over adjustment no, to that? It's always. I think way. I've called two two fouls, two two charges the whole year. I mean, I, I've seen like hardly any of them. I have not seen one. I have not seen one with a guy driving to the basket and a guy setting up taking a charge. Yeah. I, have, I have not seen one this year. And I, I think it was a little out of control, but I think we've, we've gone too far the yeah. other way. Yeah. I think they just need to take out the charge where the guy gets under them like, as they're taking off. Mm-hmm. Need to get yeah. rid of that one. That one should be like a flagrant foul on the defender. 
in my opinion. I agree. No, you forgot. I mean, I like the concept of the rule, and maybe maybe that was. I mean, maybe there were too many charges, but I mean, the concept when you think about it, the guy had you know has to have a foot on the ground. You have to be set before he leaves the ground, mm-hmm. basically. I mean, I like that concept. You part, can't can't be sliding under somebody while they're in the air. I think part of it is coaches have not have tried not to do it because yeah. it's not worth it anymore. Right. I agree because it's too hard to pull I off. I agree. It, even in the NBA, they've they've cut back, yeah. which always the NBA had less charges. <laughs> yeah, than NCAA, but. Like well, Jalen Williams doesn't get nearly as many. If you got a guy, if you if you're playing a team that's got guys that play out of control though on a regular basis, to me you should be able to utilize that as part of the game. Yeah. You should be able to, They should no. be able. To, they should have to pay for that. Absolutely. Um. Anyway, we're going to dig into this a little deeper. It was a great night overall. If you like close games, interesting games in the SEC, and the LSU Georgia game was a phenomenal finish. There was a blatant call that wasn't made in that game, and you know I don't know how they let that one go on. Was that the game where it was? No, that's not the game I'm thinking. What was the game where there was the blatant call where the guy got hit on the no, sideline? You're thinking the New York Knicks game. It's 100 percent what it was. You're right. I was, no, I was that confusing was a few my place. Ago. Yeah, yeah. Dante DiVincenzo or Dante DiVincenzo uh, yeah. tackled yeah. against the Star Thompson. <laughs> uh, but there was a, a play that it was funny because the guys were doing the highlights at halftime. That's what it was, and they're like, "And that's a foul." And they're like, "Oh, that wasn't a foul. They played on." And it was like he misspoke. It wasn't like he was yeah. saying that's a foul that should have been called. He thought it was a foul, right. and the tape was going to send the guy to the line, but they, they didn't. They played on. So there was a there was one that could have been called in that game. Meanwhile, at Arkansas, if you breathed on a guy, you were getting called last night. So yeah. Anyway, that was a good game. And then yeah, like I said, the ten the uh, the Kentucky game with Mississippi State was an absolute classic. They go down and hit a wild three, and it was the freshman for Mississippi State. And then the freshman from Kentucky comes down and gets a tough bucket. And then they uh, threw up a wild shot, I guess, at the end and, yeah, and Reed didn't have a chance. A baller. Dude, Reed yeah. Shepard's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. He he made some passes too, and. Uh, Made some shots, but man, I mean, just his overall game is, is incredible. Yeah, it's going to sound like the white stereotype thing. He just plays winning basketball. Yeah, no, I agree. The kid Murphy is right. It's a Murphy for Mississippi State, the freshman. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, or, man, he's a he's a baller too, dude. Yeah, the or he kind of Holland has, or something. I think that's right. I think it's Holland. Yeah, what's his name? Holland or Holland? Yeah, yeah, that's his last. The scissor kick three kid from the right wing. Yeah, he's crazy. Yeah. But they got what they needed to do, and, and and Kentucky helped them out on a couple of dumb plays. They had some dumb fouls. They got an oh. and one, but it was a phenomenal basketball game. Tonight you got a pretty good collection of games. Florida's host of Missouri in what appears to be a big mismatch, but we'll see if Florida's up to the task. Auburn number 11's at Tennessee tonight. That's mm. an ESPN two game. That'll be good. South Carolina's at A and M is a huge favorite, and it's getting bigger. That line is moving in the favor of South Carolina. Same thing for Alabama. I saw the line at Oklahoma slid one point more into favor of Alabama. Alabama, by the way, is currently the number one scoring team in America in Division one men's basketball. Ole Miss, we all know, struggles to score on occasion, but they are at home, and what isn't exactly an intimidating environment. So we'll see what shakes out there. A couple good games this weekend too. Tennessee. Sees at Bama, great game, and you've got uh, Florida at South Carolina. So we'll see what, uh, what what's what. But we got some good games to look forward to mm-hmm. tonight. Yep. When are you working again? I got our Arkansas LSU. Okay. It's my it's, yeah. Okay. Enough said. <laughs> Try to get your mind right between now and then. Hopefully they do something magical between now and then. And look, I don't think anybody had the the feeling like this team was going to go on and win. You know the no. the SEC tournament or get to the NCAA tournament, it's but seven win team with two conference wins that hadn't scored eighty points against anybody all year. They came into Bud Walton, scored eighty five, and beat you. It's a bad loss. Yeah, it's a bad bad loss. Well, I I know you hate when people say it's one of the worst or like is it bottom three worst? It, it, I think it's, it's the worst. one of the worst losses in the Mus era. Yeah, I think it's Hofstra and maybe this one. I think definitely the worst loss. Hofstra, I think it's the worst loss by far of the season because Auburn drilled you, Tennessee drilled you. you we did but lose th- to those, Greensboro. Those, yeah, those are good teams. Even Greensboro. Greensboro will probably make the tournament. Right, but I mean, you know, you just with with how you're playing and you're trying to make, you know, you had a little momentum, right? And you just you laid an egg. I mean, you just. Well, the coaching part of it's concerning to me. The fact that they didn't have any kind of adjustment or answer for the zone, and they were lost for five, six, right. seven, eight minutes—that's I mean, valid. Valid. I mean, and I love Coach Moss, but that was hard to hard and, to swallow. And, you know, my problem is how can Makai Mitchell get three shots? And I, I think some of that's on him. He passes up some shots. He did. He did two last night that 
that if I would have been coaching, when he 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 was right under the basket and kicked it out to the corner. And yeah, they he, talked about that last. And then time. he short short rolled one time, and it was three feet in front of the rim, and and kicked it out to the corner again. And and I'm, I mean, if he's on my team, I'm 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 telling him, you do that, you pass those shots again, you're coming out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just you got to come out because I mean that, I mean you want to be unselfish, you want to be, but that that is. You know, that's you, you can't do that. I no, mean, he's got to play more minutes, too. Eighteen and a half minutes not enough for him, especially with the way that uh, Lubin was eating their lunch. Well, and you got to get him involved. I mean, you got to, you know, you got to run stuff. For big guys, you, big guys can get lost. I mean, they can get they can get lost. I mean, they can get forgotten about, especially yeah. with the three-point line and all this stuff. You can forget about him. You know, that stood out to me in the Kentucky game. They're big dude. He's running around. He's fighting for position. They never even looked at him right. <laughs> for, like, 20 possessions in a row. I'm like, bro, you're working so hard, and they're not even looking in his direction. And they weren't missing very much either. Shepard was on fire in that stretch. So I was like, sorry, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you're not yeah. getting any. Shepard was hitting everything. Yeah. But uh, and well, they, they were rolling offensively. And, and, I mean, I get it. But, I mean, again, you could say the reason this little streak and this little bit of turnaround has happened is because of the play of Makai Mitchell. Right. And... For him to get three shots last night and play 18 minutes. Well, he, one he had to create, he was outside the paint, he spun baseline, had kind of a tough shot. And, and some of it's on him. Now, I mean, I'm not, I mean, he, you know, he, you know, he's got to get involved too. And he's got to, I mean, you don't just, but, you know, they, they've got to, you know. He's not one of the guys that can really create. For himself, right. a ton. You got to right. get, you got to get something for him. And then you know he's got to sh- he's got to look to score. Right. I mean he's he can't be passive. He uh, you know I think it was two things last night. I thought they could have done some better things to get him the ball, but he he I thought he played passive last night, especially offensively. Let's uh, talk about how good things were on mm. the baseball diamond yesterday. Arkansas rolled up twenty hits against Grambling, nine extra base hits, six doubles, three homers, a couple of grand slams <laughs> along the way, twenty-one-one against Grambling, who falls to 1-7. and seven. This was the biggest no-brainer mismatch ever. They got another great outing from the freshman, Colin Fisher, who only had to go an inning. He's a guy that looks like... Through I mean, 12 pitches he was done. Hell, maybe they got four Friday night starters. I don't know. For a freshman, he's a freak. And you already got three dudes you know are solid and proven. And he has been 3-for-3 three three far, as far as good outings go. That's exciting to see. And then the back... I mean, the guys came behind and pitched pretty well, too. Yeah, Easy when you get a lot of... You score seven runs in the first. It's a little bit more relaxing. But still... Um, were you watching the game? Yeah, I watched it. Did you see the pitcher they had come in that was throwing 71-mile-an-hour fastball? Oh, he had some 60-mile-an-hour, yeah. What, what's going on there? How do, how do we pitch collegiately with a 71-mile-per-hour fastball? I think, well, they're pitching off, too. So, I mean, I don't know what where, where he is in their pecking order at Grambling, but I'm guessing he's way down. Is he a position player? I don't know. Yeah, it did. He was, like, throwing <laughs> EFA's pitches almost. Mm. Yeah, there was a couple in there. I was like... And now DJ's been talking yeah, like, about, oh, I can maybe. get in there and, like, I want to go take a swing against Hagen Smith. I'm like, no, you do not. But DJ for sure could have made contact with that dude. Yeah. Now, he wouldn't have gone yard, but he could have he hit the guy, I think. Uh, anyway, I think that's enough for now. And if you got anything, you can join us, 661-1037, our live fan feedback, courtesy of Southern Structural Solutions, or excuse me, our text line, courtesy of Southern Structural Solutions, open. Same number, 501-661-1037. And uh, live fan feedback to our Listen Live. Uh, on our live stream, Tom West says, as bad as football season was, basketball has been even more disappointing. I mean, As it, bad as football was, basketball has been even more disappointing? I mean, we expected more from basketball. We, yes. We were coming into the season saying Final Four. Yeah, that's right. And we're not going to make the tournament. We're not going to make NIT, maybe. No. No, you're not making the NIT. Yeah, I don't think we are. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about this the other day. Were you here? Was that, were you here with it? Yeah, we, we were debating this last week. I just I don't see the value necessarily when a lot of guys are mo- – there's too much movement. There are a few guys that could benefit, well, yeah. I mean, I don't but a lot of them are guys that aren't playing. I mean, maybe Joseph Pinion could utilize some more practices and some playing time. I don't maybe blockers you know, wouldn't hurt him to get on the floor and have a different kind of role. But I can't see Devo and those guys being excited about going to the NIT. Yeah, the, the world has changed. You I don't know, care you, anything about making the NIT. I'm just saying we weren't we yeah. won't even qualify to make yeah. it. Yeah. We gotta I mean, be, you do you still have to be 500? Is that the rule still? Oh, I'm sure you do. Uh, um, it, and they've changed it to where, like, the, S- the the next two teams in these big conference that don't make the NCAA, they, they, they've changed the dynamic of it to where it's – you're going to have a lot more uh, bigger schools. Oh, okay. Yeah, they took the autom- – did they take the automatic qualifier away from the regular season I think, champion? I think so, from the – 
from the small school. Yeah. The smaller, smaller yeah, conferences. I, I think so. I think that I, th- I think that happened too because yeah, I didn't sense. like it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. If you win your conference championship in the regular season, you should get in. But again, there it's a money thing. The NIT is yeah, all about money. Right. And I'm sorry, an it Arkansas is a better draw than this, you know, the regular Dream season Bay. champion yeah. of a, you know, a no, small no conference no school. So you know, Duquesne versus it's it's not as good as Arkansas versus or Texas A and M, yeah, A and M or right. Couple calls here. Uh, didn't hear from him during the winning streak, but here he is again. And I, I told Joe before the show started, I'm like, we're gonna hear from JW today. Fire away. You know why you didn't hear from me, Justin? Is because there's no point of talking about them when they win because they turn around and lose. And then you get on the soapbox of how bad they are. And this is not a good team. Why does anybody want to call in and talk about them when they win? So let's go straight into my question and why I called. So here's the deal. Does Devo's come back? Stats don't lie. When Devo's come back, he has not produced but one good game. One. The when last they, game? Like, it, huh? The last game? The stats don't lie. Since he's come back, he's had one good game. Tell me, this played, is a coaching issue. Played well in the last not game. Putting have to go back in, not putting Mitchell in at the right key time is just crazy. Second of all, do you think Debo deserves to come back after he quit the team twice and not produce while other players that not missed a practice that's yeah. been there. Yep. And don't tell me that he's not. I'm not talking about Penny. I'm talking about anybody else sitting on that bench. Oh, man. He doesn't produce. Well, he does. So he does. He's, JW, 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 so JW, JW. Go back and look at his stat line yeah. from the last game. Not last night, last game. And tell me that that's accurate because it's not. And I don't know why you're beating up Debo. He's not the issue. He played 12 minutes last night. He's not the reason they lost last night. He played 12 minutes last night. Okay. Zero. That, if you think if you think scoring points that, is all that basketball is about, so then you don't know. JW, if you think scoring points is all that matters in basketball, then you don't understand basketball. I'll give you a little more credit than that, but you don't deserve any more credit if you think that's all there is to basketball. Do you think he's he? Do you think he deserves defending? It, do I what? Do you think he deserves defending? Quitting the team twice. I don't have to defend him. Over other players. I don't have to defend him. He doesn't. That, that, I, he doesn't. So it, it's not about deserving defending. He doesn't need defending. What you want to talk about? Right. Well, it's my show, so yeah, you I'm going to do what I want. No. Look at the stats. You, oh, you're fo- you said scoring. Jw, you, Jw, you could. Jw, you could pick out. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say Devo's been great, but you could, you could, you could do that with anybody on the There's team. There's been a ton of players that yeah, have exactly. Joe, so, Joe, you're a millionaire. You just hit the. You just hit the button. I you mean, got it, man. What? No. He's not doing anything different than anybody else sitting on the bench that hasn't been that has put in the work. That's that's not put true. In the time. JW, that's you got a, you got a thing for Debo, and I don't know what it is, but no, I'm telling you right I'm now, you're wrong. And there's more to basketball, JW. There's more to basketball than scoring. JW. JW. There's more. There's. You gonna listen? Or am I hang up on you? You're gonna hang up on me. More to, there's more to basketball than scoring, and you know better than that. That's stupid. That's a dumb take. Go back and look at his stat line from the last game. And by the way, Mikai Mitchell was 0 for 3 last night. Is he a bum all of a sudden because he didn't score any points last night in 18 minutes? I don't think so either. So don't be dumb. That's it's very. A, it's it's a, a very myopic, stupid take, a, and you're better a, than that. It's an inconsistent team, and you cannot. I mean, I see where he's coming from from the standpoint of from the outside looking in. <clears throat> He quit the team. This is, but you, you don't know what's going on with. Yeah, all I don't know if quitting I mean, the right term. Well, whatever. He whatever. stepped away from the team. We don't know what went on because he stepped. I mean, it was very vague. There was no. Uh, we don't know if it was personal issues and things like that, and the school and the team wanted to leave alone to pr- protect him or not get his individual stuff out on the on the on the on the media and out there. So I mean, you don't you don't know that he that he quit. Here's what I know. What you have to know though is that he he was welcomed back, and and the thing on that is if he had done something very egregious and been very detrimental to the team. He would not have been welcomed back. While he was gone, he was called by his teammates on this air. Right. Leader. Right. A guy we look up to. 
by by his teammates, the like, guys that are around him every there day. There was nobody on the team that was glad he was gone. His was coach no... welcomed him back with a workout. They right. worked out together when he got back. So, again, you're not in the locker room. So you don't know again, what's going yeah. on. You don't know anything so, about I mean, anything. You've got to so, be careful commenting on Who am I like to that. have a problem with a guy that his teammates and coaches mm. don't have a problem with? That's a, that is ridiculous. Those are those are personal and in-team matters, and those are the way they need to say That's the way it needs to stay. And what happens with all that these days, as we saw with Internet stuff and everything, the speculation goes nuts, and people who have who have no uh, no idea, who have no, they just put just, they just put stuff out there, and it's it's uh, poison, and you got to stay away. It's from old it. news. It's over. Move on. Yeah. My God, uh, you're just. I know you're a hurting fan, it's, and you're grasping at straws to try to find something to be upset about, or try to find an angle that makes sense to you. But you, if you when you bring up your first thing is he didn't score many points. You you sound dumb. I mean that's you're not dumb, JW. You're better it's than that. It's lazy. It's not a good team, and it's a disappointing year. And 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 those are the facts. And and we're all we're all, you know. But you know, to attack people individually, it's just a, not a good year. Not a good team. They sw- they went to the portal. They swung and they missed. Morning Mayhem heads back to Fletcher Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Sherwood Thursday to check in with their old buddy Frank Fletcher. Stop in or shop online at FletcherDeals.com. Three games the SEC last night, all three decided by three points or less. First, it was Kentucky 91, Mississippi State 89 at the hump in Starkville. Reed Shepard, 32 points, 7 assists, and 4 rebounds. 11 of 14 from the floor, including the game-winning floater. As the buzzer sounded to help the number 16-ranked Cats get the win. Also, LSU upends Georgia 67-66 at home. And then finally, Vanderbilt gets their first road win of the year. And their last since last March as they beat Arkansas 85-82 despite 36 points from Arkansas guard Caleb Battle. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. Quality Outdoor Products in Alexander, your metal roofing superstore, has a brand new showroom. Take exit 126 off 530 and visit with Cal about a new carport or metal building. 40-year colors are available at only $289 a foot. 20-year colors are $259 and Galvalume runs $249. Trim and accessories are always available. Take exit 126 in Alexander or call Cal at 501-455-0240 about a new carport, metal building, or metal roofing supplies. It's the Central Arkansas Karting Complex, 49 Ricky Bobby Way in Bologna. Adult, cadet, and two-seater race carts that go up to 50 miles per hour. The track has 14 turns and nearly a mile long. It's time to go racing at the Central Arkansas Karting Complex in Bologna. If there's anything green in your yard right now, it's probably a weed, and you need to do something about it. Weed control and fertilization service from Sanders Ground Essentials is easier and less expensive than doing nothing or trying to do it yourself. I did that one time and almost killed my yard. Sanders Ground Essentials saves you time and money and makes your yard the envy of the neighborhood. Don't wait. Do it now. Call Sanders Ground Essentials and get started with Sanders Ground Essentials Weed Control Program. Servicing all of Central Arkansas, including Benton and Bryant, on the web at SandersGround.com. Let's get growing! At Southern Floor Coating, Coatings are all they do, and they won't be beat on price. Factory-trained installers using the purest form of polyurea with UV stability for all your outside projects. When you call, you'll talk with a professional interested in your project, not a voicemail. Don't trust a fly-by-night company that may not be in business next year. Transform your patio, porch, or pool deck and call the real pros at Southern Floor Coating. 501-402-4912 or take a look at southernfloorcoating.com. Double Bees presents Joseph Pinion when he joins Randy and Rick each week on Drive Time Sports. Double Bees is an Arkansas company with over 34 locations and growing strong across Arkansas. Double B's, where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. The Zone and the Oakland Hot Springs Studio is back. Oakland, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, let's see what Justin Akery and DJ Williams have to say on the Buzz Radio Network. Sugar and We 
got to get Hagen ASAP. Uh, working on that. Let's get to that. Hagen Smith coming up in a second. We'll talk to him. Joe Klein is here. Uh, Bill and Jake are on the line. I guess I'll get uh, get Jake in real quick here. He was in first, so we'll have to be efficient. I may have to dump you immediately because we're behind here. I don't know what happened. Uh, what's up, Jake? Hey, man. I'll make a quick take suggestion. Uh, first of all, I want to thank Joe for the Super Bowl special at Corky's. <laughs> I got it for my family, and they fed us for uh, two or three days. Thank so you. thank you very much, sir. You're, you're welcome. Uh, it was awesome. Thank and you. I also got the 25-piece wings, which were, and I like them dry rub. They were bad. They were they were awesome. Thank you. Um, I want to know from Joe real quick. Uh, why is it that this team under Muss and I, lo- I love Coach Russell, but why is it under this team that every time we face a zone or if you want to call them exo- a one three one an exotic zone or something like that, we fall apart offensively and cannot like that that uh, the sign of it. We came into this. Season ranked number nine. Why can we not break up a zone and be efficient on the offensive end? And then, second of all, I want to say real quick: the baseball team. Yeah, you know, Grambling. They were way outmatched. I mean, one of the grand slams came on like a mid sixties pitch or something like that. But still, I think it was good for all the guys to get in there and uh, get the confidence back up and was really impressed with that win. So, Joe, if you could if, if you could answer that for me, man, I appreciate it. And uh, always uh, love listening to you guys. Love the show, man. And I'll talk to you all later. Yeah, on the zone thing, man, it's like I touched on it earlier. Uh, I, I, it's mind-boggling to me. And, we, you know, when I was at UALR, we, we lost uh, we lost the NCAA tournament game to North Carolina Asheville. That came out in a man-to-man, and we were absolutely shredding it. And they went to a 2-3 zone, and it, you would have thought they put six guys out there. <laughs> I mean, and we worked on it every day, and we had to call timeout and, you know, just go over and over it, and I mean, it's just, I, you know, it, it boggles my mind sometimes that it's it's just so, and, and zones are just, you know, ball movement, get the ball in the gaps, the ball's got to move, and I think maybe, and here's a theory, is that in today's game, there's so much pounding of the basketball, so much dribbling, so much take a guy off the dribble and try to create and do all that. Against a zone, that can play against you. Uh, they can, they're all sitting in front of you. There's nowhere to go with the ball. you got to get some screening action to get the ball in the gaps. you got to get the ball to the high post, to the short corner. you got to move. you got to cut. you got to dive. And, you know, sometimes in this, in this uh, ISO world of basketball that we live in, you know, it, it's it's something that calls for something a little different. But, again, it's, it's a head-scratcher to me. I've... I've had it done to my teams and that I coached on, and we couldn't figure it out. And I've done it to teams, and and then watching it and talking about it. I mean, it, it's it's. I mean, I don't get it, man. It's mind-boggling. A two-two pitch to Riggio. He struck him out swinging with a fastball, and they leave the bases loaded. Hagen Smith comes up golden. The zone is once again joined by Razorback ace pitcher Hagen Smith. Smith is coming off a season where he was 8-2 with 109 strikeouts and 71 innings pitched. This season, Baseball America has named him as a preseason All-American. The pitch to Larry. He struck him out looking right at the knees. Hagen Smith leaves the tying run at third base. Strikes out two batters in the fourth inning. He's brought to you by Stiefel Financial. Serving clients since 1890. Let them assess your current financial situation and tailor a plan to help pursue your financial goals. To get in touch with an advisor, call 501-374-8276. You can run on. The unreal performance continues for Hagen Smith. 17 strikeouts against the Oregon State Beavers. That's just ridiculous. Hagen Smith joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, brought to you by Stiefel Financial. Hagen, congratulations on the performance, and glad you guys were able to get a couple wins down in, in Arlington, not to mention, well, yesterday we'll talk about in a second. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. When we talked to you last week, you sounded uh, a little chapped. 
and you were clearly chomping at the bit to get down there and face a top 10 team in Oregon State. Uh, did you have a feeling that you might be able to have a performance like that? Uh, definitely not like that. Uh, you know, going in, we all knew they were a really good team, and it was a really big challenge for us. I'm glad we came out with the win. So, did you have an idea where you were in the strikeout total? Did you know you'd struck out, like, the first 15 outs had come by strikeout? <laughs> I had no idea, honestly. <laughs> so, my, my dad asked me that, and I was like, yeah, I had no idea. I was out there. I was like, just walked in. I don't know. Were you, uh, were you lobbying to stay in the game? Um, no, I mean, kind of. Not really, but I mean, I just kind of had faith in the guys coming in, so I knew that whoever was going to get the job done. Give me, give me kind of a feel for the environment down there. My understanding was, uh, I don't know, 80%. Is that fair? I mean, what do you think the percentage was as far as the Razorbacks, and how was it to have a, basically a home game on the road? Yeah, I mean, it was probably, honestly, probably 90% Arkansas fans. I mean, it was awesome. I mean, going down there last year, we kind of got tasted. I feel like this year, we got even more fans. It, it was just, it's awesome playing for a crowd like that. It was always good for us. Kind of get prepared for SEC play coming up here in a few weeks. What was working the best for you? What pitches were you were you riding the most? Uh, I think I, I threw a lot of fastball and sliders. Was probably the most uh, I threw. Mm-hmm. How'd you feel about like velocity? Is are you where you want to be with that right now? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I could sit comfortably, probably ninety six, ninety seven. If I need to reach back and hit ninety nine, I guess I can. So give me kind of your feel for the pitchers from the weekend. I mean, you guys set a mark for strikeouts, and then you break it the next day, and unfortunately comes in a loss against Oklahoma State. But um, you guys, you know, again, threw a lot of, a lot of strikeouts over the weekend. I mean, it's uh, it was impressive to watch. Um, and, and, again, you're facing good teams in the process. I mean, what, can you explain what, what went on there? Yeah, I mean, I'm super proud of all the guys this weekend. Uh, the pitching staff is amazing. I mean, we kind of saw a glimpse here and there in the fall, but we really played together this weekend. The biggest thing for us, we had to come back this weekend against Murray State, another good team, and we got to try to repeat that. Have you ever seen the movie Bull Durham? Uh, I think so. It's been a while, though. I couldn't help but think of this clip. I played it earlier in the week over one of your, or after one of your highlights, and it made me laugh. I was thinking about this. As soon as I saw the totals, I was like, well, that's just insane. But Relax. All right, don't try to strike everybody out. Strikeouts are boring. Besides that, they're fascist. Throw some ground balls. It's more democratic. Do you find strikeouts to be boring, Higgins-Smith? Uh, I don't think strikeouts are boring at all. <laughs> maybe for the uh, maybe for the defenders behind me. I'm mean, going to give them a few ground balls next time. Yeah. Do you have, like, you know, we talk about guys, like, tr- not trying to hit a home run necessarily and how hard it is when you're trying to do it. Are you thinking strike at every time up, or are you, are you focused on just trying to get guys out? What, what's the thought process? Oh, definitely just getting guys out. If you think strike out, if you ain't going to bat, you kind of screw yourself a little bit and get behind. The biggest thing for us, as we talk about as a pitching staff, is just get ahead, get ahead in the count early, just put the hitter back, get him behind the count, it would be an advantage to us. You played much better competition in the second game, and yet you were much more successful. What was the biggest difference in your individual performance? What felt better, or what was different from game one to game two for you, other than the fact it wasn't freezing cold? Uh, I think just really focused on the weekly preparation. Uh, just super, super detailed about everything I did. Because after that first outing, you know, I said last time, not who I was. And so I just wanted to make sure I could show my team that I can do it. Was there any concern going in that you were too amped up, too excited? Because, again, when we talked to you on the phone last week, I could hear it in your voice. You were ready to go, like, right then. Like, I think you would have done yeah. the interview while pitching at that yeah. moment. But uh, was there any concern about that? Did you have to kind of calm yourself down because you were so amped? No, I think that helps me, honestly. It was trying to, like, if I, I'm super, super ready, I'm, it's going to help me in the long run. Let me ask you about some of your other teammates, and it's been said – you guys have three Friday night starters, and obviously Tiger Molina pitched really well also in Arlington, but I'm going to start maybe making the argument that you might have four Friday night starters with the rookie, Colin Fisher, who has been spectacular really in all three of his outings. What uh, what stands out about what you've seen from him? I mean, I mean, it's just, I think I talked about a little bit last week, he's just, he just pounds his own and stays true to who he is. Then trust track, that means people always just throws and get them out. I and mean, we probably have two more guys that are really to start. In our bullpen, like Will McIntyre started a bunch last year, Gabe mm-hmm. Gackle, mm-hmm. Uh, Hunter Deeds can start too. So I mean, it's just it's crazy that we have so much depth, and it's really a benefit to our team. 
Well, you guys did a good job, I thought, piecing it together yesterday in a blowout against Grambling, and I'm, I'm assuming that was the plan if the, if the offense got going like it did. But Fisher was great again, and then the guys behind him. But uh, i, I got to ask one more thing about him, and I want to talk about the rest of the staff and what they did yesterday and, and give me some expectations going forward. But uh, the Democrat Gazette reported today that his nickname is Big Tuna. I don't know if he stole that from the former Cowboys coach, but any idea what the genesis of that story is or with that nickname? I do not know, but we're just last name's fish, so we just call them the fish names. <laughs> any, any fish name will do? Yeah, any fish name will Okay. Do. It came up on the morning show today, so I'm going to ask you, and Joe Klein is with me on this one. Our morning producer's young, but he's kind of snobby. He will not eat tuna fish out of a can. How do you feel about tuna fish? I, I do not. I will never eat it. You don't never. like tuna fish, period? No. How do you feel about seafood in general? I like seafood, but not tuna. Okay. What about like a tuna steak that's you know not out of a can? Probably not. Honestly. Okay, he's an anti-tuna guy, but you, but you do love Colin what'd Fisher. What did tuna ever do to you? I do love Fisher. <laughs> what, did, what did tuna ever do to you? What did it? Uh, it just I don't know. Just uh, I don't know what the appetite I look at it. Maybe maybe you're not. You hate, do you got a problem with mayo? Because that is definitely hand yeah, in hand. I do not like mayo. Okay, I think we're getting to it. We're getting to, a lot of guys I know don't like mayo. I've got a friend yeah. who wouldn't touch mayo with a ten foot pole. Oh, I, I wouldn't either. Okay. Oh, you're, you're okay. Yeah. Well, I, I liked you, Hagen, but. You know, I'm not for you anymore. Joe Klein, he owns a restaurant. Joe, you don't serve a lot. Of, mayo is not a, a key cornerstone for bo- Corky's Barbecue anyway. You're fine. No, but mayo is good on sandwiches. I man. like mayo, buddy. Mayo I'm, on a sandwich? Not on a barbecue sandwich. On a sandwich, it's yeah. good, man. Mayo or Miracle Whip? Same thing. They're a little different. You get, t- you get a Miracle zesty Whip's zip. Hangy. Oh, Joe, you're crazy. We're talking to Hagen Smith if you're just tuning in. We're getting off topic here. Uh, Stiefel Financial. That's when it gets the best, though. We like that. Uh, what's your go-to seafood choice, then? Uh, I like some snapper. Snapper's pretty good. I had grouper for Grouper's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, honestly, any, any fish besides tuna, honestly. <laughs> gotcha. Did you have a special meal before the game the other day? And do you try to recreate a meal? Do you are you a are you somebody who's a, I mean, baseball guys are sort of notorious for being superstitious. Yeah, I got asked that the other day before uh, last Thursday. Uh, Jersey Mike. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um. So give me a, give me the talk, you already talked about him a little bit. Give me the kind of the breakdown on uh, Murray State. Uh, just a good team, scrappy. I mean, any team we play from now on to be good. I mean, there's no like teams that are just like ah, oh, you have to prepare everybody like they're really really good. And so we're gonna go out there and try to get a couple, few wins, hopefully sweep. That's what our goal is. But go game by game, try to win every game we can. Love it. Do you have a point in the season where you'll? I mean, I assume you guys are gonna ease into it as far as like a pitch count. I mean, do you do you have a number or, or a number of games or or a point in the season where you want to get to the point where you're throwing a hundred in a game, maybe? Yeah, I mean for sure. I mean, hopefully pretty soon here in the next couple games or in the next game. I mean, Coach Coach Hobbs and I talked about it a little bit, but we're going to see where his heads at during the game. I guess how the game's going as well. I mean, if he needs to get to the bullpen, he can get to the bullpen. I mean, I, I trust all those guys down there, so it doesn't really matter to me, honestly. We saw a lot of guys yesterday. Um, give me kind of a, can you give me an overview? I mean, I'm not going to ask you to run through the entire uh, number of guys that, that pitched yesterday, but anybody stand out as far as their performance yesterday to you on the mound? Yeah, I was super proud of uh, Cooper Dawson. I mean, it was the yeah. first appearance. It was the first appearance yesterday, and we we saw all teams saw he's good in the fall, and it was good to see him go out there and actually show showcase his abilities. Uh, just super proud of him. I thought he was really good too, and you know I think it's it's sometimes it's tough, Hagen. You you've been in this situation, I'm sure, at some point in your career, where your team has blown the other team out, and they make a switch early, largely because of that. It's probably been a long time since you were in that position, but um, but that's got to be hard to focus. I mean, when you you kind of almost get too comfortable, I would think, in some cases. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it, when a game like that, it can get super hard for a pitcher to stay kind of focused, especially guy in the bullpen. So I was really proud of all the guys that came out of the bullpen. They just went out there and did their thing. Well, listen, man, I appreciate the time. Good luck this week. I don't expect you to strike out 17, but we wouldn't hate it if you did. <laughs> um, but we'll talk to you next week either way. All right, thank you. All right, appreciate you. That's Hagen Smith, Razorback star, and Tuna. thanks again to Stiefel Financial. Tuna hater. Mayo hater, I think that's the issue. Mayo hater. I bet he wouldn't eat chicken salad either. Wow. I mean, I get. I know people who don't like mayo. I don't get it either. I'm, I love I'm mayo. I'm looking at him differently all year. My whole year. life. Bill knows. I'm eating, I'm eating mayo by the spoonful. Let's go. I don't have a problem with it. That's how I got this body, Joe. What's up, Bill? Bill. 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 Try again, Bill. We'll talk to you on the other side.
your Oaklawn Thoroughbred racing action so close you can feel it? Or is it the view from your trackside luxury suite? However you like it, racing season is off and running at Oaklawn with live races every weekend through May 4th. It's fun by the furlong all season long. Make your reservations today at oaklawn.com. What's your Oaklawn? Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Honda ATVs have a rock-solid reputation. Right now, upgrade your adventure with incredible deals on Honda accessories. For a limited time, buy select new Honda ATVs and get up to $300 in free accessories, helping you have more fun on the trails. Head over to Richard's Honda at 6600 South University in Little Rock and save big on accessories today. Honda accessory rebate offer is valid the purchase of a new and unregistered 2024 and prior ATV models. Check with participating Honda dealers for complete details. Connor has cash. Once again, Connor has cash at the Pickles Gap Weapon Shack in Conway. Connor will buy your used weapon, or he will buy your entire collection. Once again, Connor has cash, and he wants to buy your used weapons at the Pickles Gap Weapon Shack, Highway 65 North in Conway. Well, we are starting to make that move into warmer weather, and it's about time for you to get out and move again. Hey, everybody, it's RJ Hawk here for QC Kinetics. Do you have joint pain? Is your back hurting? Are your knees hurting? What about those shoulders? I know baseball and softball season are starting to kick up, and you want to be able to throw the ball with your kid, but that pain is bothering you right now. You need to get over and see my friends over at QC Kinetics for a free consultation. They are the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, and what I'm talking about is you can get last joint pain relief with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. Pro athletes have been doing this for decades, but now this life-changing treatment is available for you. No pain pills, no risky surgery. This is an all-natural solution. Oh, and by the way, it's a great use of your tax refund check. Call QC Connects for a free consultation. 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. Old Man Winter here. One more snowstorm. Not a chance, Mr. Winter. It's spring. It's also time for the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all our award-winning Hyundai models, all backed by America's best warranty. Hurry in. These deals won't last at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end February 29th. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Tap Time with Bryce Nall and Scott Parton, presented by New Province Brewing, returns this Thursday at 7. Tap Time is Little Rock's premier radio show for beer lovers by beer lovers. Tap Time Thursday from 7 till 8 on 103.7 The Buzz, live from the Edwards Food Giant Studios. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a, a midday sports talk show host in Little Rock, Arkansas. We are living the dream every day here on The Zone. Now, let's see what the fellas are up to. I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care Okay, if you'd like to weigh in, you can join us at 661-1037. Big Joe Klein is here. Next hour, we've got Kevin Kelly in studio. We'll get his thoughts on Combine and uh, NFL prospects. I'm curious to see what he thinks about Drake May. He's been a very debatable individual. And Caleb Williams, of course, the foregone conclusion at number one. We'll see what he thinks about him. Also, in the next hour, Lauren Mallett-Hayes and Debbie Mallett, Ryan Mallett's sister and mother, respectively, are going to join us in studio. They're launching the Mallett Family Foundation. It's a nonprofit in honor of Ryan, and we're going to talk to them about how that's going to work and how people can support that if they're interested. So look forward to that visit. All right, 1054, Big Joe Klein is here, brought to you by Corky's Barbecue, where today the special is... Wings, man. We've got 75-cent wings. Also, uh... On Monday nights, we did it this Monday, but uh, Monday nights in, uh, what's next month? March? <laughs> it's almost there. Yeah, uh, we're doing a buffet uh, for uh, $15.99. It doesn't include catfish or ribs, but you can you can get that. we got $2 drafts uh, Monday nights. Little Rock only. Okay. Uh, and it got peach cobbler, apple cobbler as well. It's a really good deal. Uh, again, mon- Monday nights five to seven. So come in and check that out. And then our, you know, catering in both stores, Little Rock and North Little Rock. We have party rooms and lot, you have events. Or, uh, you want to get get-togethers? We have two rooms that can help you out. And we're doing delivery. Drive-throughs open. Give us a call. 
954-7427 in Little Rock and 753-3737 in North Little Rock. Uh, Rick says, did Joe say last week mm-hmm. he's doing a buffet special for March? Yes, Monday night, 5 to 7. I need that in my life. Did you see pictures of Bud Walton 20 minutes from tip-off? So sad. Mike Irwin made a post on its Twitter, Rick. Don't be a dork. Summing up Arkansas fans' frustration with the NIL and prices along with the teams not being good. Don't get mad at JD. It's JW. He isn't wrong. Has He's literally every real fan, so don't bash him just because he's getting on one of your NIL guys that also no-showed on your show, and he makes more than all of us to play basketball. Uh, I got on him because he made a dumb comment about looking at points, and that's not how that's not all that matters in basketball was my point. Also, if you think that uh, Debo's the reason they lost last night, then you also, Rick, don't understand basketball, but I appreciate you being what you consider an, all, an, an average fan. Also, again, I, I will say it one more time. You don't know what went on, and I don't either, but I do know that his teammates and his coaches supported him and did not have an issue with him returning, so it's really not for me to have an issue with. Is it? And if you think it is, that's fine. You insert yourself into that position. I won't do that, but you go ahead. I was on a team at Arkansas, and I told Coach Sutton, this one individual, if he comes back, I'm not playing. And so... He had to make a choice. Yeah. So I just, you know, I said, I'm not playing with that dude. Okay. And so their teammates, I'm sure if the teammates felt that way about Devo, he would not be back. That's a great point. Joe, have you heard anything behind the scenes about Musk leaving after the season? Says Big Keith. Um, I think those things. I mean, you never say never. Anytime you, anytime you hear a coach say, "I'm happy here and I'll never leave," I mean, just take that with a grain of salt. I mean, they're 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 like all of us. They're like I would be, like anybody would be. Uh, they're not maybe not necessarily out there looking or trying to leave, but they leave the door open. And if a better opportunity comes along. With more NIL money and with more money for them, you know, get ready. So I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I, I hear it. I hear the Louisville stuff. Uh, I also hear that Louisville is, does not have a lot of money. So uh, I don't, I don't know what that is. But again, you, on all these guys, you, you, your exceptions are your uh, maybe your Bruce Pearls, your Rick Barnes, your. Uh, Bill Self, those types of individuals, they're, they're not going anywhere. But everybody, every, you know, everybody else is is looking. Uh, Phil says, including this season, Muscle will have a losing record in the SEC three of his five seasons. Fans remember the tourney runs, which are fun. But we all know sometimes you get fortunate because of a matchup or playing a lower seed after an upset. Mike Anderson only had two losing conference records in eight seasons. Not saying it wasn't time to move on, but just some perspective. I think most people would rather have Elite Eight and yeah. Sweet Sixteen runs than be, you yeah. know, and, and be seven and nine in conference play or whatever the record would be. We also beat Gonzaga and Kansas. So. Yeah, but I mean that's fair. It's a fair point. You're, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, it would be nice to have a dominant run through the league and be a top three seed and also win a few games in the but tournament. But I'll take lackluster SEC tournament. Yeah, if you ask most fans, they would, and you ask them, would you rather have a deep tournament run and an okay conference schedule? I think most people would choose the tourney run. It's all about that. Uh, Kevin Kelly will join us after the break. The Red White Report, a recap of baseball and basketball from last night. Some good, some bad, some up, some down. We're from Dave Van Horn and Eric Mossman coming up. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer has five service trucks available, providing you on-site service to get you back on the road. If that doesn't do it, Stacked has a new state-of-the-art 13-bay shop for service and repair on all Class A trucks, trailers, RVs, light and medium-duty commercial vehicles, tires, brakes, AC, engine repair, transmissions, differentials, and drivers.